This is the Ballroom State of Mind podcast, episode 59. Are you a player or a victim? Welcome to the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. I'm Amber Hader and I'm your host. I am an amateur ballroom dancer and I'm also a personal mindset coach. When I started dancing just a few years ago, I started to recognize pretty quickly the ways in which my head was getting in my way. And I could see it in the other dancers around me as well. So I determined pretty quickly that I gotta find a way to get these mindset tools that I use in my professional life into the hands of dancers so that they can improve faster, they can have more fun, less anxiety, and win more. We all wanna win a little bit more, not only in our dancing, but in life. The tools I share in this podcast are gonna help you do both. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the podcast today, everybody. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. I don't think I published an episode last week. We had a lot going on and actually we had a death in the family. My loving father-in-law passed away, my kid's grandpa, one of them. And so kind of last minute, we had to throw some things together, get in the car, drive 12 hours each way. It was a super quick trip um, for that funeral. And so the the podcast went by the wayside, which is where it should go when stuff like that happens. Um, Family is more important. Family is the priority. And so that's how I spent my time last week. Got in late last night and um, I've been thinking about this podcast. And actually when I was on the road is where I kind of decided to share this with you because I was listening to a book on tape. I was listening to Audible and I was listening to a book. It's called actually Ninja Selling and it's by Larry Kendall. And it's actually about real estate <laughs> and sales, but uh, which I'm not in real estate, but I do do some sales through my own business and my job at my gym. And so I'm always kind of studying these types of things. And he was talking about this concept of being a player or being a victim. Now he heard it. I think in the book, all he said was from a psychologist, but as I was looking up more information about this, it does seem like it it's um, in a book called Conscious Business by Fred Kaufman. So I'm going to link those in the show, show notes so that if you want more information about this, you can look it up. You can also just Google it. But today I want to talk about if you're a player or a victim. Okay. Now at any point in time, a human being can choose to be a player or a victim. And I love this concept because I think it's relatively easy to apply to yourself. And you're going to be able to not only apply it in your dancing and in your dance world, but also in other areas of life, like your family, your relationships, your jobs, anything. Okay. So a victim is someone who feels that they are at the mercy of what is happening around them. So they view circumstances as happening to them. And it will usually include the blame of others or blaming circumstances, blaming things, blaming the weather, you know, blaming the airline, blaming the teacher or whatnot but it also will include some defensiveness. A victim mindset allows a person to save face and thereby they get to preserve the, their self-esteem and they get to maintain their innocence. They get to say, I'm not wrong. I'm not the wrong one here. They are. Or they get to say, it's not my fault. It's theirs or the fault of, like I said, the weather or the airline or so-and-so. The bad news is, that it leaves you in a powerless position. When the fault lies with anything outside of you, you will have to wait 
until people get it together or the circumstances change for you to get what you want and to get the results that you want. And even though being a victim is painful in its own way, it is kind of miserable. In some ways, it's easier because you get to avoid the work of taking responsibility and you get to avoid the work of working on yourself and what you can do. And that is what a player would do. Okay. A player is able to see where their power lies. They pay more attention to how they can influence the situation and what factors they are in control of. So you might be getting dealt a crappy hand. Like I'm going to describe some situations to you that literally can be the fault of other people and other things. But when you get dealt that crappy hand, you, if you are a player, get to see what options do I have? What can I do next? A player would think, how is this happening for me? How can I use this for my benefit? How can I affect change the next time this happens? Players have the ability to respond to the situation rather than just surrender and wash their hands of it. And to be honest, this is hard to do because you have to keep the responsibility with yourself. You can't spend your energy blaming others. And so in some ways, you're going to have to find the ways in which you were a part of the failure. And you have to be willing to be vulnerable with that. You have to be willing to look for what you might have done wrong or what you could have done better. And so you don't necessarily get to maintain innocence, but you can preserve your self-esteem because the self-esteem isn't coming from the innocence. It's coming from being a problem solver and being empowered to alchemize that that situation into something useful. And that will build self-esteem because you feel powerful and feeling empowered and in control of what happens next feels so much better and is so much more useful than sitting on the sidelines as a victim. So let's talk about a few examples of a victim mindset versus a player mindset, okay? So first one, a victim might think, my partner didn't cue me early enough in that figure. But a player might say, you know what? It's my job to know my routine. It's my job to know what's coming next so that I know that I have my half of this equation down. I can't control when he cues me, but I can feel confident in what I have prepared. Number two, a victim. Victim mindset says, the coach or the teacher didn't give me a clear finished routine with enough time to prepare for this competition. And that's why it didn't go well. A player could say, you know what I can do? I can communicate more clearly and more directly the time frame that I need to prepare a finished routine. So I got to communicate with them. That's on me. I didn't communicate maybe that I need this much time to prepare a finished routine. So I'm going to need a finished routine with this much time for me to prepare, or I might choose not to compete in this competition. And maybe that's on me. Maybe I didn't communicate my needs well enough. Maybe they don't completely understand what my capabilities are or they're, they don't understand how comfortable I am with being unprepared or not. And so let me put it on myself and let me take responsibility that it's up to me to communicate that and to communicate my needs and what I'm comfortable with so that next time this doesn't happen. Okay, number three, a victim might say, I couldn't do well because my heels kept getting caught in the hem of my dress. So, so this is the fault of the dress, right? But a player could say, you know what? 
I should have practiced more thoroughly in my costume. I should have, I should have spent a little bit more time trying that on and trying all of my dances and making sure that that was ready to go so that I knew what to expect. And if that dress has issues, then that's up to me to make sure that they're handled or to use a different costume. So notice it's like, we got dealt kind of a crap hand, but how can I improve this? How can I make this better next time? How, like, where did I fall short? Where did I maybe not do what I could have done to remedy the situation? Okay, next one. A victim mentality might say, my coach is spending too much time in our lessons on smooth. And so now my rhythm is suffering. But a player would say, I got to communicate and advocate for what I need to work on in lessons. So I got to make sure they understand how I'm feeling about that, first of all. But also, if I need to do more work on my rhythm, then I got to take more time and spend more effort on it in solo practice. Because then at least when we get to rhythm and or I communicate that I need to do that, I've better prepared myself in the meantime. I'm not waiting around for somebody else to give me what I can give myself in some respects. We can still practice the partnering together, but I can learn my routines. I can prepare my rhythm. I can spend more time on it without them. And that's within my control. So this is just some examples, but I'm sure you can kind of get the gist of this and apply it to your own situations. Whether or not you are in a player mindset or a victim mindset depends on your thinking, depends on your thoughts, depends on your feelings, depends on your energy, and you are actually in control of those, okay? So what kinds of thoughts and feelings and energies might lead to a victim mindset versus a player mindset? So I want you to imagine four quadrants, okay? In the top left quadrant, it's labeled high negative. And then the top right is high positive. The bottom left is low negative and the bottom right is low positive, okay? High negative emotions, you can guess, anger, fear, scarcity. They're high, they have high energy and they're negative. And low negative emotions, low energy negative emotions could include sadness, depression, loneliness, guilt, and even kind of low expectation. High positive emotions, happiness, joy, confidence, focus, um, being excited. Those are high energy, high vibration, positive emotions. And low positive emotions might include contentment, relaxation, safety, and even just like positive expectation. Now, players tend to live in high positive and low positive quadrants most of the time. And it's not that they never go to the negative. But it does seem like a player, it will they will spend the most time in the high positive and low positive, and they will get over to a low negative or a high negative, but they don't seem to spend a lot of time there. They seem to get over there, but then bounce back pretty quickly and return to the positive side. And so it's only like an episode. It's kind of like a short episode in those negative quadrants because we're human and we are all going to be there sometime. I'm not saying at all that we're only in positive, high positive or low positive all of the time. And we're not going to shoot for that because you guys know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I am a big proponent of feeling all of your emotions and that all of your emotions are useful. But what happens with um, victims is they tend to reside more 
in like a low negative energy or a high negative energy or emotion, but just the same, it doesn't mean they're there all the time. They do get to positive. Sometimes they'll spend a lot of time in like a low positive, you know, contentment and, and they can be there, but when they get into those negative quadrants, victims tend to victim mentality, I should say, they tend to get stuck in those negative energies. They tend to get stuck in that victim mentality. And they struggle sometimes to find their way back to the positive. It's like you get sucked kind of into a vortex. And you you know some of these people, you can probably identify some of these people who spend more time in a negative mindset or people who spend more time in a positive mindset. And I want to be careful here that we don't identify ourselves or people by these labels. I don't want you to label yourself as a victim. And I don't even want you to label other people as a victim or a player. It's more like how much time are we spending in these energies? What is our thinking? What are, what are our emotions like? What are our behaviors? Because it's all temporary. We're all fluid. We're all moving in and out of these situations. And in some situations, you might behave in more of a victim energy, or you might behave in more of a player energy. In some situations and circumstances, it might be easier for you to be a player. And that comes more naturally to you. And then in other situations, you might find that you just find yourself kind of in a victim place more of the time. So I want to give you some strategies to help pull you back into a positive energy, okay? And this is about changing your emotional state. And, and when you're trying to change your state, you, you have to kind of shake things up and intentionally move yourself to a player mindset. And a lot of this is about getting out of your head. Because when you are stuck in negativity and you're stuck in... Um, kind of a, just a victim type mindset, it all begins with your thinking, your mentality, your thoughts, and it's very heady. And so I want to get you out of your head. I want to get you out of those spins. I want to get you into your body more. And I want you to be able to reset. So here are some things that can help you reset. Okay. Number one, gratitude, be thankful, be appreciative, look for the good not only just in specific situations, but just in life in general and be grateful for it. Make it a daily practice. Do it before, during, or even after practices, all of the above. Do it before practices, do it with lessons, do it with your competition. Spend time intentionally choosing to be grateful. Cultivate some positivity through gratitude. And notice if you're stuck in complaining because complaining is like a, a low negative state. But if you think about it, it's kind of the opposite of gratitude. Gratitude is appreciation and, and reminding yourself what's good and what you like and what you value. And complaining is the opposite. And it's generating a lot of negativity. Okay. Exercise. Number two, exercise, move your body. This is about getting into your body and stirring things up, get your blood flowing. When you have these negative thoughts and you're stuck in negative patterns, you're creating negative sensations in your body and you've released these chemicals in your body. And we got to process them. We got to use them and exercise can help those things pass through your body and get you out of some of those negative mindsets. So I also recommend that you participate in rigorous exercise because rigorous exercise, like dancing, sometimes running, walking up hills, high intensity interval training that will boost feel good hormones. And you don't have to do this for a long time. Like if you just go for a walk around the block and you just run for a minute or two, that'll get your blood flowing. It'll get your breathing heavy. 
and your, your brain kind of has to switch off and focus on what's happening to you physically. So that helps you change your state. Okay. Number three, music. Music is so good for shifting your vibe, right? Have you ever, I do this, like when I want to be sad and I like even sometimes just want to cry or I just want to process some emotion. I want, I go to my Spotify and I try to find sad songs because it helps me get into the state of being a little bit sad, being a little bit emotional. So use music to shift your state. And music, think about this, is literal vibrations. Music is literal energy. Like if you have one guitar on one side of the stage and a guitar on another side of the stage and you pluck a string, the string on the other guitar across the stage will also vibrate. That sound literally moves energy. Okay, so let that music move you. Let music shift your state. Okay, next one, nature. Get outside, feel the air on your skin, change your environment, let the sun shine on your face, let the rain fall on you. Even if it's just a quick walk around the block, this can help shift your state. Might as well even just practice some gratitude while you're on your walk, okay? Next, learn. Get your mind working on something else. Unmanaged and unsupervised brains create lots of problems and lots of negativity. But if you give it a job to do, you give it something to focus on, it will focus on that. So find something that you want to learn about. Learn a new skill. Focus on a subject that you like to spend time in. Or just find something new to kind of start researching and learning about. This helps shift your brain out of whatever spin you're in and into something else. Okay, next one, just escape. Sometimes you just gotta escape, right? And this might mean just checking out. We might just watch some Netflix. I recommend you find some positive stuff to watch, read a book, go lay down in your room, shut the door. Sometimes we just need to escape, okay? Another one, get with positive people. Energy is contagious. And if you are stuck in a negative mindset or in a victim mindset, what we often do is go find other people to commiserate with. And, and we often also attract those other negative people when we are in that energy. And so go find positive people to be around and let them influence you. Let their positive energy influence you and have those positive people help shift your mindset. This can include mentors and coaches who will speak truth to you. Let them help you get out of your rut. They can offer you new thoughts, new feelings, and new energies. Okay. And the last one I want to offer is to avoid traps. When we're stuck in a negative mindset or in a um, victim mindset, sometimes we're attracted to traps like drugs or alcohol or food and emotionally eating and shopping and spending money that we don't have, some retail therapy. And those negative coping mechanisms, while they can feel good in the moment and they can feel like relief in the moment, they lead to more negative outcomes. They, they will lead to more negative mindsets in the end because you're going to feel guilt about it or you're going to have negative consequences like gaining weight or whatever. And so in the end, it's going to lead to more negativity. It's not going to point you in the direction that you want to be going as a player, right? Now, last words for you is I want you to know neither one of these are easy. It's not easy to be a victim. I have some people in my life who 
live their whole life in this victim mentality. And I just feel for them. I don't judge them too much because I just think it's so miserable to be stuck in a victim mentality and to be a victim. It's not easy. And it's not easy to be a player because a player has got to do some work. They've got to do some personal development. They've got to take some responsibility. They've got to be vulnerable. And that's hard. You get, sometimes you got to have hard conversations and build skills with how to have more difficult conversations with people. And so neither one is easy, but one is going to keep you stuck and powerless. And the other is going to lead to more personal power and progress. And I think, you know, which one I would recommend that you practice. Okay. I love you guys. Go be players. Don't be victims. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Do you have a mindset coach yet? If you don't, you should really think about it because all of the best dancers, all of the best athletes, they have coaches and it's not because they're weak. It's because they're smart and they know that if they have gaps that they need to fill, they got to hire the right people to fill those gaps so that they can fulfill their potential, become the dancer that they always dreamed that they would be. All right. So it's super easy to find out if private coaching is for you. You just get on a dance strategy call with me. It's free. It's simple. It's not very long. And I'll give you some strategies right away that you can apply right away. And then if we want to work together beyond that, we can discuss it. But other than that, it's a super simple process. I'll leave information in the show notes about how to make that happen. So thanks for being here today.